Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Lana. Joining me is Irish Councilwoman Jolene Bunting, who was suspended from the Belfast City Council for four months for criticizing Islam and bringing up pressing issues regarding mass immigration. She'll tell her story, so stick around. Welcome, Jolene. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Lana. So I think you're really to kick this off really quickly. I want to address those watching who basically want to label you, Jolene, a white supremacist simply for talking to me about, you know, real serious issues, a predictable MO of a lot of globalists is to shout, you know, racist, Nazi, white supremacist in order to slander and silence us from talking about real problems facing us. They they censor, they defame they ban and they even suspend, in your case, which we're going to talk about, people who challenge them. It's a cowardly tactic. It's commonly used to further their agenda of you know, open borders, eradication of nations, true diversity, which I really stand against. So you know, the MSM has repeatedly tried to slander me with, uh, publicly with lies and misquotes because I dare to question their agenda. I call it the truth. So in, in a funny way, I just want to say, Laugh about like the McCarthy area when they said, have you ever been a communist? I have never been a Nazi and I've never been part of the Nazi party. How about you? No, definitely not, Lana. And I, I think um, the words racist and white supremacist now, just they don't mean anything at all. I, I think um, the, the left have just played it out so much now, calling everyone a Nazi, calling everyone a white supremacist, just because you express... The, your views and I might not agree with everything that you say I'm certainly not going to call you a Nazi or a white supremacist um and I'm going to respect your right to say how you feel and what your concerns are because if your concerns are valid um I want to hear it if your concerns aren't valid then I want facts to say that they aren't valid um unfortunately the left don't agree with that. If you dare to differ from their point of view, then you are called a Nazi, a white supremacist, any label that they can give you. Um, but, the, you know, the same people are say, don't put labels on people, you shouldn't <laughs> label people, but they, they they are continually labeling. And, you know, they're, they're calling, uh, you know, people who aren't white, white supremacists. Um, the perfect example is I held a rally outside Belfast City Hall. There was a Pakistani ex-Muslim who came to tell his story. And when he was speaking, um, the left thought it was appropriate to chant Nazi on him. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, why do we need to justify our concerns when we have the truth on our side? Um, and, and the thing is that no matter how much justification you try to do with the left, they will not they they will not accept reasoning. They will not accept facts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm beyond the need at this point to defend myself. I know I'm right. I know they lie. I'm confident in my positions. I stand for the truth. But it is funny that you bring that up how, you know, a lot of these leftists, they claim to, you know, constantly we should be brave and we should have conversations with each other and we should be able to talk about anything uh, and not be afraid and talk to people who are different. Yet 
most of them can't have honest conversations with people like me. And it's really incredibly weak and fearful. I think we should be having uncomfortable conversations and just really airing things out that that's the best way possible. Now, I wanted to get into you and what's happened with you as a councilwoman, but I think that we should kind of get into a little bit about your background and how you came to be part of the Belfast City Council. So share that with us. Yeah, Lana, I um, was a bit of a whirlwind. I joined a political party um, and they were looking for candidates. I put myself forward um, next to for election. Now, it is nearly unheard of that someone would stand for election for the first time ever and um, and, and win the election. Um, I was only kind of fighting the election on a very small budget for a very short space of time. Um, I would have loved to do more work coming up to the election. And I remember thinking, there's no way I can, I'm going to win, you know, although I did have quite a lot of support. Um, I knew in the back of my, well, I thought in the back of my head that I was never going to get get a council seat. And when the results um, were, were given out, I, I absolutely couldn't believe it. It was, it was an absolute whirlwind. Um, it has been a whirlwind from from 2014 to to now, um, and I defend my seat again in May, hopefully. Um, and um, I joined a party. Uh, the, the party was is an absolutely fantastic party. It's called Traditional Unionist Voice, um, and. I was a member of that party for around about two and a half years of, of my council career. Um, unfortunately, personal for personal reasons, I left the party and become an independent councillor. Um, and to be honest with you, I love the freedom of being an independent councillor. I, I don't really want to join any other party um, as yet. But yeah, it, my, my, I don't like calling it a career, Lana, because... I treat, I love my job. I love being able to help people in my community and in my constituency. I love being able to highlight concerns that I have. Um, and in the majority of cases, I am able to get things dealt with and fixed. So I do love my job and I don't really class it as a career, but a privilege to have a council seat. Now, in your case, would you say left, right, center, or as you were saying, just independent, you kind of like to swing on different issues? I mean, what were some of the things that were important to you that you were running to get you elected into city council? I, I am right. Um, I, I am conservative, okay. um, extremely conservative. In Northern Ireland, we have quite a different way of voting. Um, we have a different way of, of thinking, I suppose, because... For years, Northern Ireland has always been divided into green and orange, um, and Republican, uh, Republican nationalist, Catholic, or Protestant unionist loyalist. Um, and I represent the Protestant unionist loyalist community mostly. Um, my constituency is mostly made up of Protestant unionist loyalist um, communities. In Northern Ireland, we do have huge walls which separate communities. Um, my constituency has one of the largest walls which separates the Falls Road and the Shankill Road, which is actually my constituency. The Falls Road falls into my constituency as well as the Shankill Road. So when I stood for election, um, I stood for, for unionist values, um, traditional values, 
I'm very conservative values. Now, when you say unionists, or a lot of people don't know what, what's happened in Ireland, uh, you know, civil war and the whole history there. I don't know a whole lot about it. But basically, you're in the camp that you want Ireland to be united with England. And then there's other Irish people who want to be separate, correct? Yes. Um, Britain owned um, the, the whole of the island at one stage, but civil war broke out and a partition happened. And basically then the, the island was split into two countries, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland is part of the United Kingdom, which is Northern, Northern Ireland, England, Scotland and Wales. And the Republic of Ireland is separate from that. Now, you know, thinking back of civil war between Europeans, that was one thing. But now we're dealing with an even, in my view, much worse threat of having, you know, completely different foreigners come into our country. You know, before you had disputes between English and Irish, and now we have, you know, people coming in from completely different countries. Uh, you were recently suspended from the Belfast City Council uh, for a period of four months. I want you to tell us what happened your, I saw, too, your Twitter was temporarily suspended. Your Facebook was taken down all during this time. So what the heck happened? What, what's so controversial that you got suspended? Lana, I, I, um, I didn't ask to, to start talking about this topic. My constituents asked me to start talking about this topic. Um, I actually held an anti-terrorist demonstration in August of last year. Um, I had invited Britain first to that rally. Um, obviously, with the terrorist attacks that have been going on in, in mainland United Kingdom and England, um, I wanted someone to speak about that as well as to speak about the terrorists that we actually have in our government. The terrorists which are still shooting the police officers, the, the bombs are still going off in Northern Ireland. Um, not as often, but it is still happening. Um, and I wanted to highlight that fact. Um, so I held a rally in August and the influx of people contacting me regarding Islam and the problems which are happening in Northern Ireland, which I'll be totally honest, when I held this rally, I didn't think it was a huge problem in Northern Ireland. Um, I had seen the problems that had, had that Islam had caused in England. Um, I had seen the problem that mass uncontrolled immigration had caused in England. And kind of from, from that rally on, people have been contacting me on a daily, weekly, if not daily basis, um, with different issues coming from different communities living, whether that is immigrants from the, the Romanian community or whether that is... Um, the Muslim community, there has been constant issue um, and my constituents are quite concerned about it. Um, so I started speaking out against it and I started highlighting exactly what was going on around the world, um, trying to really prove my point because a lot of people in Northern Ireland, because it doesn't happen on our doorsteps, don't actually believe that it is going on. Uh, you know, I've been on the radio and been questioned um, it's quite well known that there are no go areas in in England. I have seen video footage. I have driven through th those areas um, where white British people just are, they're made to feel so unwelcome in these areas that, that they no longer go there. Um, 
And I tried to highlight this and I was on the radio and the radio presenter just didn't want to know. He just, he basically called me a liar. Um, and the thing is, the, 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 it's a reality and people are living through it and we must be able to speak about it because if we don't, if, if we don't challenge a cancer, it is only going to grow. Of course, yeah. I mean, I've been to England several times. I've been to Ireland several times. I'm not that old. And I've even seen these countries be transformed from when I went, you know, 10 years ago and then much later, uh, even even in Ireland. OK, so you were suspended for for just talking about Islam, basically. I, I know there was some leaflet involved. What exactly were you suspended for and who did it? Who had the power to say you can't come and be part of city council for four months or whatever? So there, there was a complaint put in because I had defended a leaflet. There was a, def- a leaflet um, which was distributed in the east of the city. Um, it's not my constituency. However, I had seen it on the news. I'd looked the leaflet up. I, I had read the leaflet. Um, on the news, there, there were councillors coming on and saying that this leaflet was a racist leaflet. Lana... This word racist just seems to be thrown about so often and so, so much that it doesn't have a meaning anymore. It just means that someone disagrees with your view. So you must be racist, you know. Um, so, so this leaflet was basically a list of atrocities in England. It was um, basically saying that we should not allow Islam to, to get hold of Northern Ireland. Um, it stated the the by 2060 that we will be a minority in our country should the birth death birth and death rate and um, the emigration continue had has continued for the last number of years. Um, so this leaflet basically laid this out, and I stood up in the chamber and I said, "Hold on a minute, what is what is racist about this leaflet? This leaflet is simply." An information leaflet, and if we are not allowed to speak about this, we are going to end up in a lot of trouble. There was complaints put in against me um, for that reason. Well, one thing is ridiculous here: Islam is a religion; it's not a race. And number two, what's racist here is when people are advocating for the replacement of Irish people or English people in their countries, which is ethnic cleansing. I mean, that's like as as bad as it gets. So, I mean, really, what if you were criticizing uh, Catholicism on these leaflets? W- would that be a problem? I mean, people well, do that all the time, right? Continually, um, we we see attacks on on Christianity. Um, when we look at social media, for example, um, you can put, put out numerous pictures, memes, quotes from people who are criticizing Christianity, they've never had a ban, have never had, had been called racist or anything of the sort, um, completely distasteful, but they, they have never been called up on this. However, when you speak about Islam, for some reason, there there is absolute outrage from all sections of of the community, you know, and, and one, of, one of the things that I find quite disturbing, really, um, is the LGBT for Islam because 
Islam certainly isn't for LBGT. Yeah, of course, yeah, the hang gays, they throw them off of buildings like this is what they do. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and by the way, on that leaflet I had just seen, uh, it's Lee Rigby on there, and he was actually murdered, right, by by Muslims. So uh, how, <laughs> what's what's racist here, you know? Yeah. Lee Rigby was slaughtered um, in broad daylight. Um, as you can see, it's a list of atrocities which have happened in the United Kingdom. Um so, I mean, this this leaflet you can read for yourself is is it's not tactful, and I'll be honest. I, I said that in well, it's honest. it's honest. Yeah. It's honest. These it, times, it on- dire times, we need brutal honesty, right? You know. I yeah. Mean- well, the, exactly. Um, it, it, it is an honestly leaflet, um, and you know, I would have. I would have loved to put more facts on that leaflet than to distribute it. And I had nothing to do with the distribution of this leaflet. Um, Yet I'm told on a daily basis that I don't represent anyone in in Belfast. Um, I actually don't even know the people who who put this leaflet around doors in the city. Well, obviously, this 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 is a witch hunt, though. I mean, who who had the power to ban you? And then that means your other, you know, council men and women are they all against you? Is there anyone standing up for you? <laughs> <laughs> There's no one who agrees with me. However, I have had messages of support um, from a few different councillors, and when I say a few, I'm I'm talking kind of two or three, um, and other than that. No other councillor has spoken out to say, you know, they may not agree with me, but surely I have a right to say these things. I was simply stating a fact. There was nothing racist on that leaflet. And we must be able to speak out against issues such as Islam. But, but, but Lana, just before I actually spoke out against this, there was a motion put through the council, which actually stopped anyone from criticizing any section of society. So there was a motion put forward which basically said that any councillor in that chamber who criticized any section of society, they would therefore be breaching their code of conduct. Now, how this is possible, I have no idea. How on earth are we able to say that we are breaching a code of conduct should we criticise um, when we are trying to run a, a major city. You know, <laughs> it's it, absurd. It's, you, but you can't criticise anyone. You can't, can't call out things. You can't question. You can't point out what you see in front of your face. I mean, this is absurd. But of course, it's not true because there are certain groups that are protected and there are some that are clearly not protected, right? I mean, like in your case, are you protected and people are criticising you? <laughs> well, exactly, um, exactly, and it, it all depends on what side of the fence you sit on. Uh, we have um, we have a very unique situation in Northern Ireland. Um, our government is made up of two different parties. They have formed a mandatory coalition, and they are polar opposites. One's on the left of the sphere, and one's on the right of the sphere. One's conservative, um, and one's liberal. It is, it, it, it's toxic at times. However, the the liberal left wing party also um, are actually the political wing of the IRA, 
who bombed and shot our country up for over 40 years. Um, and these are the people who are criticizing me. The reason that I have been suspended is because I have brought a council into disrepute. And this same council have murders sitting on it on the council, but they don't bring the council into disrepute. Me voicing my concerns about Islam brings the council into disrepute. Now, this is this is just strange because when I went to Ireland and I talked to a lot of just, you know, common folk on the street, a lot of people weren't happy with what was happening with mass immigration. Uh, the economy is awful. I have friends in Ireland. None of them have jobs. People are very poor. Then there's other people coming in and just getting all, all this welfare and taken care of. It's getting crowded. There's problems with Islam. I just... I think it's more of like the political class and the elites, uh, specifically like in Ireland and England, who want this sort of thing. Uh, what, what do you think as far as the common Irish folk? In, in Ireland, yes. Um, in the Republic of Ireland, um, they're having major, major issues. Um, in, in Northern Ireland, we don't have as many issues. And I think that is because we aren't long out of civil war. Um, and as I have, uh, have pointed out, there is still shootings on our streets the police are still not safe um they have been shot up in the last year um, numerous times there has been bombs planted in the last year numerous times um so so i think that has controlled a lot of the the mass immigration which we have seen in the republic of ireland and in mainland united kingdom however we are seeing it grow um rapidly um, very quickly, we are seeing mass uncontrolled immigration. And what we are also seeing is people who are migrating um, to Ireland who are then crossing the border into the United Kingdom um, because we we have no we have no checks on our border. We have no control over our border with the Republic of Ireland. And as part of the United Kingdom, um, we know high Islam, um, high these extremists, so to speak, feel about the, um, the UK. And, and it does leave Northern Ireland in a very vulnerable position because um, when, when I think of jihad, uh, um, there, there's recently actually been a documentary about jihad in Ireland on it was shown on Virgin One. And when I think of the jihad in Ireland and, and the fact that they can cross a border with no checks, um, carry out an attack in Northern Ireland and go back to, cross the border. Um, they're no longer in the jurisdiction. They um, basically have a safe haven when it comes to the Republic of Ireland. So we are in a real vulnerable situation. Uh, while our government refused to admit that we are war, you know, and we, we're seeing attacks day and daily and very, very little protection for that, the people who are trying to get on with their lives. Now, what do you think the solution is to solve these problems there in, in Ireland, uh, civilly that you have amongst your own people, but then also in the, the bigger scope of what is happening. You know, Dalai Lama recently came out and said Europe is for Europeans. You know, refugees ultimately need to go back home and rebuild. We have a migrant an invasion happening in uh, parts of Europe. Uh, how would you resolve this? What would you like to see? What kind of Ireland would you like to see? I would like to see 
a peaceful, prosperous Northern Ireland. I want to say, I, I, first of all, we need to get our, our Brexit deal right. We must ensure that Brexit seriously takes in Northern Ireland. And, you know, I'm hearing so many people saying the border issue is causing problems. What I want to see is more checks. I want to be able, I want the United Kingdom to know exactly who is in their country and why they're in their country. I am sick or tired of people coming to our country and the, the government don't even know um, half of the migrants that are coming into the country. They have never checked their, their passports. I'm dealing with it at the minute, people coming into the, the Republic of Ireland, driving to, to a part of the United Kingdom where they can claim benefits, where they can um, get a council house where they can uh, basically live for free um, or they can go and they can get a job and they can send their, the, the money back to their their family in their own countries. No one is checking these people. No one is, is vetting um, who is coming into our country and who is not coming into our country. I think first and foremost we need to get control of who is in our country and why they're in our country and I, I think that needs to be first and foremost when we talk about Brexit and when we talk about the border issue. I want to be able to live without fear. I want to be able to go into the city centre and know that I'm not going to have my head chopped off. I'm not going to, a bomb's not going to explode. For 40 years, the people in Belfast have had to had that fear. Um, that fear was supposed to be taken away um, when we let the terrorists into government. Um, however, now the, 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 the violent terrorists are, are now a different source of terrorism. Um, so, so that fear is back, and you know, and I, I see all the time that people are um, afraid to, you know, travel in in large crowds. We are seeing our shopping experience um, lessen simply because people don't want to go into that area. They'd rather shop online, and I, I am constantly getting um, reports of small businesses going out of business. Um, because no one, the fifth fall just isn't as large as it used to be. Um, and I b believe that is fear um, that there will be an attack in Northern Ireland. Yeah, you know, as far as tribal warfare and thinking of, you know, Celtic clans and, and there's always been warfare. We've always had those kinds of issues uh, amongst Europe and there's been divisions, there's been uh, separations, there's been unity. But, you know, that that's our problem to sort out. But I don't also believe in importing in just all these people from the third world on top of it. It's creating even more additional problems that I think are even probably worse than just dealing with internal disputes. Because at least in Ireland, you still have some cultural things that you share. You still have some ancestry uh, and whatnot versus people that are coming in from comp completely foreign lands, right? Yes, exactly, Lana. And, you know, and we do need to deal with the issues that we have here, first and foremost. And we're not being allowed to do that because we have had an um, influx um, of people coming from whether that is different parts of the EU um, or, or whether it's the rest of the world. And they're not only coming here, Lana, and it's 
It's the fact that they are taking advantage of their free health care, of our benefits, of our, of our, our housing system. Um, we are literally pouring money out hand over fist to people coming as visitors to our country, while Native people whose, whose grandmothers and grandfathers um, built this country are are on the back burner and aren't getting as, as much as the visitors to our country. I know it's outrageous. It's outrageous. People are poor in Ireland. People don't know this, but there's people. I mean, I saw kids begging on the streets there, little white Irish kids begging on the streets. You know, I mean, we have our own problems. But what is so wrong with, let's say, for instance, in, on your council, if you were to say Ireland for the Irish? Would people just be outraged at you for saying such a thing? Because, I mean, for me, I want Ireland to be Irish. You know, I get called all kinds of names because I want that. I also don't want Ireland to turn into, uh, you know, some uh, Germany. And I don't want Germany to turn into France. You know, I want to support European diversity and, and sovereign nations. I want Ireland to be Irish. What about you? I, I understand what you're saying. Um Ireland has been British for so long and, you know, and a lot of, of the cultures and things do come from from the British territories. Um, to be honest with you, if I said that Ireland um, should be for the Irish, you know, it, it would be America. So if we just, um, the, the, the thing is that um, as part of the United Kingdom, it is so diverse in Northern, in Northern Ireland now um, people actually believe that, that we are part of the Republic of Ireland. And this is local people um, are being taught this in school. We are part of, of a country which we're not part of. Um, and the border just isn't recognised in, in certain communities. Um, which So it, it is quite messy um, in that term. However, the Republic of Ireland... Um, has major issues at the minute. They have received an influx of migrants coming in to their country and these migrants are coming in and they are disrespecting. They are are causing all sorts of problems in Ireland and it needs to be put under control. However, their president just doesn't seem to get it and actually he, he wants an influx uh, of more migrants, he wants to open the doors and let more people in. Now, that's only ever going to stream resources. And Ireland don't have that many resources. And Ireland as a country are extremely poor. They, they, they have, their economy has got better, but they, they had the crash, obviously, when they went into the euro um, and they have had bailouts. Um, and they, they are just about getting on top of those. So they're not a wealthy country. They they need to ensure that they are able to home and to feed their native people, their people who have built that country from scratch. And you have to remember, you know, the, the it was our ancestors who built that country, who built um, Northern Ireland and Ireland. And, you know, how would they feel to see it being destroyed by visitors to the country? I'm a, I'm a conservative. I, I believe that you should show respect if you're a visitor anywhere, if that's in someone's home, if that's in someone's business, or if that's in someone's country, you should have respect for that country. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it just, it makes me sad. I mean, I love 
Irish people, the culture, I've always had a soft spot for it. I visited there a couple times, you know, leprechauns and the fairies and their redheads and the Celtic warriors. I think it's just a special, unique culture, and it would be a tragedy to lose that on the face of the earth. Now, I wanted to ask you, is it true that you you could also be barred from re-election? Is this, is this true? Yes, uh, this suspension is actually only an interim suspension while the investigation takes place. Now, this has never happened before. And in actual fact, there was a councillor who um, was convicted of a serious sexual assault who stayed in his post for over a year while the commissioner for standards actually investigated um this the complaints put in against him now he had a, a conviction i've never so much as being questioned by the police so this is really bizarre it's really unique um it's an obvious witch hunt it's an obvious attempt to silence me it's actually had the opposite effect um and it has made me more determined to speak out against islam so this is completely unique because there still is an investigation to take place. And when that investigation concludes, I may be disqualified from standing for election for up to five years. That's just insane. Talk, talk about meddling in elections, right? And then it's those talk about, oh, we need more women in politics. Not when it's women like you, because I keep seeing that happen with women who speak like you do to tell the truth about things who are literally barred from debates and, and <laughs> all kinds of things. It's just outrageous. It is. It seems to be anyone who voices their concerns about immigration or Islam, they seem to to be silenced as soon as as soon as anyone on the left pick it, pick up on it, and it has resulted in so so much turmoil. Most of all, Lana, it has resulted in people um, speaking out more and um, more hatred coming because you aren't allowed to voice your opinion and it is up to people like me who are elected um to to talk about the, the these issues and to to come up with some way of solving the issues for my constituents but i'm not being allowed to do that so what they're going to do is they're going to let this cancer grow and grow until um it's incurable and until our country has been completely taken over and it's unrecognizable and we, we are seeing it so often in different parts of the world, whether that's France, France, I mean, Paris. I've seen pictures of it recently and it brought tears to my eyes because of course. You, know, you think yeah. of, of Paris as this great city and it's not at all. Dublin is very similar. Um, Belfast isn't as bad yet, but I can see... Um, where the problems are starting. Yeah, the thing that people need to know that people like us, we're trying to find the peaceful solution here. If they just ignore it, they don't air these things out, they don't talk about real problems, real violence is going to escalate and happen. We are trying to prevent it. And by one of those ways is to talk about those things instead of, you know, what we have now is a totalitarian left of people trying to silence anyone who does want to talk about these things. Well, that is not going to end well. Uh, Jolene, how can people support you? I know that you there's a petition in your behalf to get you reinstated, I think. Tell us about that. My team has started a petition um, in order to try to, to basically to show the commissioner that people do have the same fears 
that, that I have and that they believe that I should be reinstated to Belfast City Council. Um, at the minute, my, my constituents don't actually have a voice in the council. It was only ever a small voice and I'm working hard to, to try and make up for that. Um, but the, the petition is the best way that we can show the commissioner um, how much support there is um, for one small councillor in, in Northern Ireland who is trying to raise concerns. Yes, and I think they, they can donate as well. Tell us more about this petition here. With the petition, you can donate and it will reach more people. I have a PayPal account, which um, I have... I can take donations on it also. For now, because they ban everybody. <laughs> yes, well, I, I actually um, have only been on band. Um, I had so many restrictions on that I wasn't actually able to use PayPal. Um, I just um, recovered it and I, I have just been able to use it. Um, outrageous. And your your Facebook was taken down, your Twitter temporarily. It was like in unison they knew, oh, she wants to try and defend herself, get her story out. We have to just shut it down right now. No. I'm actually on a 30-day ban on my personal account, on my own Facebook account. Um, that is where I put, put out my constituency advice and things like that, let people know what I'm doing on a daily basis. And um, unfortunately, I have been on a 30-day ban. I'm actually around about two and a half weeks into that. And I have a great team who have allowed me to use their Facebooks to be able to use my page um, and to be able to update people on the situation, on the suspension and on the situation of Islam and what's going on around the world. And Facebook just refused to allow me to, to have a page. Um, and I say councillors day in and day out on Facebook, you know, and all of them have their voice. Um, I'm an elected councillor. People agree with me. I, I should be allowed my voice. Yeah, this is ridiculous. You were elected by people as a councilwoman, and you can't even post things on Facebook. I mean, this is insanity. Well, you need to uh, also get on Gab if you're not there. Tell people to always check there, too. Oh, I am. I'm on Gab. Um, you, you never get banned on Gab, which is, it is a fantastic space. Um, and and it is somewhere where everyone... And to be honest with you, Lana, you know, when you when you look through your newsfeed on Gab, you see so much more than you do on Facebook or Twitter. So, I mean, Gab is absolutely fantastic. However, Facebook is huge, um, especially in Northern Ireland. You know, not everyone is on the Gab yet. Um, and the thing is, Lana, we, we need to get this message out, not only to our friends on Facebook and Twitter and Gab, but we need to get this message out around the world. Um, we need to be we need to be highlighting this case as often as possible, um, and that is impossible when Facebook are constantly banning you and 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 not allowing you to have your voice. Yeah, that's right. And this is not just a, a problem in Ireland with what's happening to you. This is a problem all over the Western world right now. Not so much in Eastern Europe, but, you know, Northern, Western America, Canada, Australia, it's happening everywhere. So, you know, it takes people being bold and standing up and, and telling the truth. So we appreciate you for doing that. Thanks, Jolene. And you definitely have to give us an update on how this all shakes out. Okay. I will indeed. It's um, it's been an absolute whirlwind. Um, I have two young children as well who are are my motivation. So 
this suspension has has been an absolute whirlwind because I am in the middle of the storm, which I have been so angry about when I have been watching Tommy Robinson, um, you know, Gary uh, Wilders. When I, when I have been watching their story and following their story, I have been so frustrated um, and have the, this clampdown on me. It, to be honest, I'm not surprised. I live in um, a country where um, division is rife. Um, however, we should we should be allowed our freedoms. Our forefathers fought and died for us to be allowed those freedoms, and we should be allowed them. Well, think of it as a badge of honor. You're doing this for your children, so when they're older, you can say, hey, I did fight. I did fight for a better future for you. One day, down the road, we're going to be looked at as heroes, the people that speak out against this now. I firmly believe that. I, I, I 100% agree with you. And you know what, Lana, and, and I, I know you feel the same way. No matter what, our children are going to know that we've done it for them. What insane times we live in when people are censored, banned, and silenced for telling the truth about mass immigration, for being against organized groups who call for violence and takeover of the host country who let them in. The utter denial of reality by European globalists, and oftentimes the cowardice of everyone else too fearful to say anything because they might get called names will be the reason for even harder, more violent times ahead. It's up to all of you to change the tide, and we can very quickly, but it all depends on you not being silenced. Special thanks to you Red Ice members who make what we do possible. Because of you, we're still here and we will be no matter what comes ahead. You guys and gals are family and we love and appreciate all of you in spirit. Much more coming up. See you very soon.